This is Top Landing Gear. So we are here in the Black Jug pub in Horsham, having a beer after just having seen Lancaster at the Capitol in Horsham. Uh, what are your first thoughts? I'm with Jez, and I'm with Jimbo. Unfortunately, Rob's not here because he just doesn't really care about aviation or this podcast. No, he's not interested. I, we are mainly doing this just because we know it'll annoy him. So Jez, what did you think? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was brilliantly shot. Um, uh, it was very emotive. Um, you just said as we walked out, it gives you something to think about. I'm not sure if I learned anything massively new that I hadn't already got a feel for from, from stuff before. But listening to the, the vets and some of the civilians actually from Germany and uh, from, from Britain talking again about it all these years later and so they're still seeing the twinkle in her eye is amazing and it was very very emo- emotive i thought it was fascinating and yeah. as a piece of history it stands the test of time i hope lots of people go and watch it because it's an amazing piece and, and, and beautifully shot yeah jimbo yeah i agree um cinema, cinema, cinema cinematography wise absolutely beautiful beautiful um pictures of the lank um very thought-provoking it wasn't the angle I was expecting it to take. It was... I mean, I, th- I think the Churchill doesn't come out of it very well. <laughs> no, he doesn't, no. Um, but it's... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with, with, with what uh, Jess just said about the... It, it, I'm not sure it, you learn an awful lot new about... about if, you're a, if you're a Lancaster fanatic or if you, if you follow the Lancaster at all, you won't learn an awful lot new. But what it does do is puts everything together that I've known about the Lank in a sort of chronological sequence yeah. um, which was which is brilliant uh, thoroughly recommend it but it's very very thought provoking uh, and we're talking here about the rights and wrongs of the Bomber Command um, strategy which is never going to be an answered question um, I, I think they gave quite a lot of more than I would expected of sort of uh, vo- voice to a German civilian yeah. on the yeah, receiving yeah. end of it um, but in some places, until the very end, it sort of it brushed under the, the carpet the atrocities that Germany had, had sort of done to get to that point. Yeah, I thought I thought it was slightly less woke than I feared it was going to be. Yeah, uh, I thought it was very fair, and I thought I thought it was it, for me it, it was a little bit more TV than Spitfire was. Yeah. I thought. Uh, some of the shots of the Lancaster were absolutely beautiful. Some of the shots they got either early morning or of the Lancaster flying were incredible. I've never seen things like that, and that was amazing. So that's in there. I thought for me there was a lot of stock footage I've mm-hmm. seen before. Yeah. A lot I watch a lot of <laughs> that sort of that sort of footage. And I've seen a lot of it, and I think I agree with you guys that 
it didn't tell me a huge amount, but I love the way it's put together. I'm definitely going to get my kids to come and see that. And I think people will be watching I think, think that would be a valuable thing for all kids to come and see. Yeah. Because it does put it into perspective. It's not, it is not, a very, it's not one-sided on either way. Yeah. It is reasonably balanced. But I think for everyone to think about war, yeah, know, yeah. And, and that brings home the real nitty-gritty of some of the, that's the nasty parts. I think that's of right. <clears throat> if, you, if you think about Spitfire as it's sort of coming out of the same stable, that to me, and I haven't seen it for a few years, was very much a celebration mm. of the Spitfire and mm. the men and women who flew it. But there was nothing really massively controversial about no, it. No. This was much more of a history lesson. Mm. And, and rightly so... Uh, not so much a celebration of the aircraft. And I thought it might be a bit more focused on just the aircraft and its history. Yeah. But it's probably the, it, it probably is right that it isn't there, because there's lots of places you can go and learn about that, like uh, um, looking at Just Jane at uh, East Kirkby or going to see the BBMF. So it was... It was, it was I got really emotional during the Spitfire uh, movie. I found that not emotional, actually. I found it quite disturbing in places. I actually got emotional in a sentimental way at the very end yeah. um, when they uh, when they're at the uh, Bobber Command Bobber Memorial, Memorial yeah. um, and, and the lamp goes over and I, that kind of gets me going every time anyway. So it was quite a different film from Spitfire, um, and maybe it wasn't setting out to be the same, but it wasn't a celebration yeah. of the of the aircraft that I thought it might have been. And there's no bad thing, but it that maybe it's a different film. I thought I the, the number of veterans because all these guys are. Sort of 95 years old. Late 90s, And one thing which I didn't, which made me think, was like, these guys are, were flying in that Lanka aged 18, well, probably 1920, in 1943, 1944. So their entire life, their entire, from a young teenager, they were at war. And I'd never thought about that before, you know, from the age of 13, 14. They were at war. I mean, they, 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 they said it in the film. You know, they, they basically they were kids, yeah. and then they were killing people, yeah. thousands of feet below them that they knew nothing about. Yeah, and it's quite a weird reality when yeah. you think of I mean, <laughs> sort of hark back to how woke some people are these days, and what, what, what's important nowadays yeah. of how many followers you have on Instagram or something for yeah. a nineteen or twenty year olds. Yeah. Back then, it was just so different. It, I, yeah. I, one thing which really, like, there were some really amazing personal stories which you heard, which I'd not heard before, but I think also the hurt that those guys in Bomber Command felt. You know. they, couldn't, they couldn't mention they were in Bomber yeah. Command for yeah. 20 or 30 yeah. years after the, well, more than that, 40, 50 years yeah. after. After the war, well, and I'd, ne- I'd never, I'd never realised that, especially when you think about, you know, I think it was... Next, fifty-five percent of the people who served in Bomber yeah. Command didn't come back. Didn't come back. Yeah. Fifty-five, which is you know far higher than. I, I hadn't I hadn't realised that Churchill had had um, rather washed his hands of, of, of Bomber Command and, and Bomber Harris. You know maybe, maybe the maybe the film is not setting out to discredit anyone. Bomber Harris has had a bad a bad rap in history. He doesn't get the bad rap out of this film. He gets, he, you know, he gets he's spun in a positive light, and the politicians aren't. And maybe that's correct. You know, maybe he was the fall guy, and and uh, it was it was it was moving to hear the, the the vets talk about their place in history being sort of uh, whitewashed out of, out of out of uh, the, 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 the the stories of the war until now. 
Yeah. So that was a great thing that the film done. And I know there have been a few other things promoting their place in the war. I, I think we heartily recommend Lancaster. It's out now. Particularly for youngsters. Yeah. Honestly, get, 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 your, if you listen, get your youngsters out to, to watch it. It's just a... My daughter will love it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really important bit of history, I think. Yeah. And, and I think as an aviation fan... You, you are going to see some stuff that you've never seen before. I think some of that footage of the BBMF line, I've never seen footage like that before. It was amazing. I, I did... What I was hoping to hear was the sound of those Merlins. Yeah. And I didn't... I'm not quite sure if we weren't in a cinema with a big enough speaker system, but it wasn't quite there. So, you know, if, you, if you've never been to... Uh, to see Just Jane up in Lincolnshire, you have to go and experience that. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Plug that off. So, so that's Lancaster. Jez, you're the only person here who's seen Top Gun. What was your first thoughts? Well, it wasn't like Lancaster. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think I said to you, it was predicti- predictably, predictably brilliant. Uh, there's no plot, there's no storyline. <laughs> I don't care. Um, Tom Cruise hasn't seemed of age. He certainly hasn't got any taller. Um, it was it was superb. And I went to sit on an IMAX uh, last night with my family. My kids loved it. My wife loved it. Um, there's lots of nods back to the original. Really well done. Some subtle, some not so subtle. Um, and uh, everybody has to go and see that and Lancaster and compare the two. And I'd be interested to know if James still thinks that um, the American fighter pilots are self-proclaimed the best in the world well, they've always said that and the Brits have never said that I think that speaks for this <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, just uh, not to go on too long because it does sound like there's an absolute riot going on here I don't, just because I've got headphones on so uh, James what the hell's going on at the airports <laughs> at the moment with the airlines yes well a lot of airlines have been cancelling a lot of flights yeah. by all accounts uh, and if you've been affected by this I bet you're quite angry and I, I don't blame you um, it appears well I just have to say I'm feeling so smug <laughs> that like my wife has just been going on at me why aren't we going away at half term and that's the worst time this is why yeah exactly <laughs> um, so obviously during the last couple of years a lot of people have been laid off yeah. and now demand has predictably bounced back and you say predictably there are some people that didn't predict this I believe which might include some airline bosses of particular airlines Uh, and so in order to get people back um, it it takes a a finite amount of time from someone applying for a job to getting a job and the the big stumbling block seems to be at the moment getting airside passes and you need a security check going back X number of years and these are just taking an awful, awful, awful long time which is why some companies are offering bonuses to people, for example, to poach crew from other airlines who have a valid airline pass because they can start straight away Um, so there's a big hold up, there's not enough staff and it's just the whole recovery from the um, pandemic has has taken longer than anyone why did so staff leave? Well, a lot of them were fired, or a lot of them, you know, just, just you know, were, were found other things to do. Because, you know, I mean, the airline industry was decimated, obviously. And so some were kept on, like myself, very fortunate. Others were let go. And then in order to, to get back, it's a, it, it's a big old lead-in time from getting some, saying you want someone there to actually being online. So the whole industry, from baggage handlers, security staff cabin crew, pilots, everybody are, are, 
are hurting and there's, there's not enough of them to go around um, Is there any sort of light at the end of the tunnel? Any advice for people travelling? Yeah, well, I think as I've always said <laughs> I think I've been saying this now for three years if you're going to travel, bring a sense of humour with you because... <laughs> on your gravestone <laughs> the other one that we used to say a lot in the air force was time to spare go by air and that's going to be the, the way uh, you're going to get delays you're going to get uh, messed around um, if you expect it to all go similarly well you're going to be disappointed if you expect it to be utter chaos you might be <laughs> nicely surprised occasionally the airlines are doing everything they can, aren't they? As much as they can, they are yeah. trying to get back up and running. But as I said, it's it, it, it's like trying to stop a, you know, a, a, an oil tanker. Yeah. When you put the brakes on, the thing comes to a stop four yeah. miles ahead. It's like trying to start the thing up again, and it, it's just taking a long, long time. So I think this summer is going to be a summer of inconvenience for an awful lot of people. Hopefully by next year. I think so. Do you think this is going to run all the way this, into the this summer? Will run until until the autumn. Yeah. Is this, is this a good time to get into the airline business as as cabin crew or? Well, train I, I can't even get a lesson yeah. because my instructor is so busy training people. <laughs> so that's the answer. The, the, the tra- that all airlines training departments are training like crazy at that. I think. I mean, I was speaking to somebody um, at our national carrier, and he said they're working at one hundred and thirty percent of their capacity so they're, they're, everyone's doing overtime everyone's the sims are working you know without the, the um, uh, maintenance they normally have just to get as many people up to as well so the whole industry is working like crazy to get people up and running but it's going to take a long time just a and huge amount of lag yeah and it's lagging it's so in the meantime catch up with all our past episodes yeah. of Top Landing Gear you're sitting at the airport just put some old Top Landing Gear podcasts on you'll love it well, uh, I think we'll leave it there, and uh, Rob will be back to uh, take Rob over. Then. Rob, exactly. <laughs> uh, next week with our episode on the jet engine. <laughs>